Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All right, so today I'm welcoming to the channel an old favorite, someone who needs no introduction. You know her, you love her. She's funny. She's liberated. Her name is Violet, and her channel is Violet Synergy. Welcome back. Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. So, uh, so I wanted to say that uh, Violet has uh, a satsang. All, as you know, she has a Patreon mm -hmm. where you can get involved in satsang. She has a YouTube channel. Uh, but the big news is, do you want to announce it? Um, yeah, the poetry book is uh, published officially. Awesome. Yeah, yeah what's yeah. it called? It's called Untethered, A Dream Within a Dream. So I just want to give a quick endorsement for this book. Um, this is not an ordinary poetry book. These poems came as a direct result of Violet's awakening and her unfolding of the enlightenment process. Uh, they came completely spontaneously as she wasn't really a poet before. But more importantly, she's read these at retreats. And when you're in deep samadhi, the, the effect of these poems is more than just poetry. It's it's a very direct pointing to deep non-dual insight. So these are catalytic poems. They're very powerful. Uh, more importantly, she created this book uh, with a kind of combination of genres. So it's both a poetry book, but it's also a beautiful picture book using uh, the art of a few different artists who uh, make abstract art. So it's just a gorgeous book. It's been really a blast watching her her bring this to fruition, and um, we're going to talk about it today, and she's going to read some poems for us. Yeah, yeah, it's, um, I kind of been feeling like, I mean, it's been published maybe a month or two now, month and a half at least, so, um, but yeah, through the process, I was feeling like in, in a good way, a prisoner to this process, like I, I felt like I was, I got this message that I have to put these poems in a book of some sort. Um, and and life just sort of guided me on the unfolding of that journey that I didn't choose to be on. I couldn't have um, just in the same way that the poems came originally. Um, but it's been quite an interesting process. Yeah. And I understand you're going to read us the first poem you wrote right after your initial awakening. And yeah. then there's the there's the book and the cover. And maybe you can tell us a little bit about how that cover came about. At some point, I thought that was a really interesting story as well. Yeah, yeah. What what would you like the cover story or the the first poem? Maybe whatever you think. Oh boy. Okay. Um. Well, the cover story I think is good to start. Um. So, nothing short of of a very intuitive process with the awakening, with the poems, um, coming to me in different times over five years and waking me up in the middle of the night. Uh, there's timestamps on the pages. You can kind of see some of them are um, at different times of the night of the day. And the cover was nothing short of that as well. It was this, there's this feeling that I know when I know it. And if and I, I don't settle until I know it yet. 
Um, and it's not really choice. It's just the way the process happens through me. Um, and it's to me, it's an intuitive feeling of yes. There's just zero doubt. It's just yes. And so this, um, the artist for the the interior of the book um, were fitting. Like it, 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 that was a process in of itself. Everything was its own little process. But ultimately, the images and artists we chose to put in the in the book are really fitting to go with the poetry um, and to flow um, in the way that they do. But then um, the cover had many, many different iterations of images um, and just really nice ones, you know, really good ones. And and then sometimes I remember saying like, this is the one, this is the cover image, this is great. But then I'd find myself questioning that by looking again. So I so I knew on some level that that solid yes without a doubt wasn't there. Um but I liked them, right? So I, but it was it was hard. It was really like a big part of the process because the book was done and all we needed was a cover image. Um, and it was a bit stressful at times because I would look through the artist's pages and pages and pages of of artwork um, thinking, uh, you know, I kind of had an idea of what I thought the book cover needed to be, but I didn't really know what it needed to be until I found this image. Um, and I guess if I could put it into one word, I felt like I wanted it to be compelling in some way. I wanted the image to be compelling, pulling people in in some way. Um, the whole idea of the book is a coffee table book that sits on your coffee table. I imagine it in coffee shops and bookstores um, one day, just people wondering, what is that? Like, that is just something inviting about it. And so, um, yeah, there was a few that I was ready to almost settle on in a way of cover uh, illustrations. And um I couldn't really, I couldn't really settle. So I just kept looking. So I thought, okay, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to look through this artist's pages of artwork, which I've done a bazillion times, but I'm going to do it from the back forward. And so I sat down that day and I, um, I think this was during the online retreat as well. Um, but I sat down that day and I, in order to go to the last page, you have to scroll through, click the bottom number. And so I kind of had to scroll through them in some capacity to even get to the back page. And there's like 25 pages. And I'm like, this is going to take forever just to get to the 25th page being the first page. I'm like, this is crazy. And so after doing that a few times, I was just like, what if I just do this, but slow down a little bit? And I probably have seen all of the artwork on these pages a bazillion times, right? And I just slowed down. And then there this image was, there she was. And I just, I just stopped. I, I pulled her up and I said, wait a minute. And I stared at her for a moment. And then I thought, that's it. That's really good. Something so compelling about that. And then my brain tried to do the normal thing of, okay, but let me look a little more. And I couldn't look more. Like my attention was driven right back to her. It's like she was, I had like two things open on my computer and she was one of them and the rest of the images were the other thing and it was like my attention got drawn back to her and it was like she was kind of saying like where are you going <laughs> what are you doing uh, she's like right here she's like look I'm going I'm going there are you coming and this image has been blown up and part of the background has been taken off but 
the original image, she's like dissolving into the background, mm. into the nature. And be- her head is flower. She's becoming nature. And so I just was so compelled by that. And so I made her bigger through my whole screen. And I just stared at her for a long time. And I was crying and just so affected by her, so affected by that invitation that was there in her eyes. It's like, it's like stillness. It's like such stillness. And she's like, why continue on? Like, why keep looking? Here we are. And and it kind of, you know, it, it taught me what the cover needed to be because that is a metaphor for the whole process of awakening and the whole process of this book unfolding is that everything we need is already right here if we just stop for a moment, if we just receive for a moment. And so, yeah, it just was the most obvious thing. And it wasn't what I imagined the cover would be like, but it's um, it's really wonderful. And I think this... Um, this this girl is in the she's in the book in a different way already uh, through a different image uh, since it's the same illustrated artist from the cover to the interior of the book. Beautiful. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's an invitation. She's inviting us all. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And, and she's saying, "Why why keep looking? It's right here." Yeah. Right. Right. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Well, do you want to read us your your initial poem that was what right after awakening? Yeah, so um, as Angela had mentioned, I didn't really um, write poetry. I'm very dyslexic, and so spelling and reading has always been really challenging for me. And I never thought of myself as a as a writer or by any capacity. Um, I couldn't even figure out most of my life which there to use. So <laughs> it's kind of ironic in a way that that um, that this book has come to life through through this body mind um but it's been quite a process and the um there was there was maybe i think a poem or a half poem that came before this one that wasn't that didn't end up in the book um that was sort of the day before awakening but this poem was really striking and it was the morning after awakening had um shifted after that energetic shift had happened so i put it as the first poem in the book It's called The Gift of Grace. As I awake each day anew, the body wakes up, the mind wakes up, the dogs and the cats wake up, the birds sing so vividly, the wind chimes, the pure energy of light creeps in the bedroom's eye as if all of it was never asleep. The body and the mind can rest, but the spirit is always awake, meeting itself each moment. I look for her, but I can't seem to find a familiar face. Everything anew, each moment, each breath. The wind flows through it all. With wings she flies. She is nowhere and everywhere after all. A dream after a dream, playing itself in itself, over and over. Love is like the wind. You sometimes can't see it, but you can feel it. And sometimes, at least in this one fragment of a moment, 
I can see it. I can taste it. I can hear it. And I know I can never grab it. I am love in all things, in you, in me, over there, and nowhere. Unbound and honest, not by the body, not by the bed, not by the tree. Flying with birds one moment, lying with you the next. A moment isn't even something, now isn't even something. Because life is death, and death is life, in all its glory. A tear appears out of energy, an emotion so pure and true. I love you more than any damn words can describe. I meet you every time, each moment. There is no distance. Everything is gone. But there is nowhere it could have gone. This seems so different. But it's all the same. There is no me in any of this. I cry and weep like the cutting of an onion. Scream and kick like being kidnapped. I remember all her memories, the memories who aren't hers. They belong to no one. They have an innocence. They have a relation to everyone and everything. The memories don't suffer. The memories are beautiful. The piano, the music, it's love. It's the way love sounds and the way love feels. Beautiful. You want me to show you the images for those? Sure. So that poem spreads um, out of three pages. Well, six pages technically. Love it. That one's so cool. <laughs> Tell us about that morning. What changed? Nothing. What didn't change? What didn't change? <laughs> um, I, you know, every time I read that poem or talk about that experience, it's still so alive in me somewhere. Um, but it, it doesn't feel like a, a memory. It feels like a living experience. Um, it felt like something that everything already knew. And more breath. You already know this. Come here. Nope. Felt like something that felt like I was, um, invited to to remember a language that is more innate than anything i ever knew mm -hmm. and this almost six years now has been a journey of deepening in that in some way feels like the language of energy of love of intuition it feels like the the, the language everything is always communicating through first and then secondary to that is is our thought reflection of reality 
And that thought reflection is conditioned in our body minds to be more valuable in some way than the sensory experience. But it's not, it's not actually more valuable. It's equally as valuable as everything. How does someone access that? If they feel a lot of doubt, mindful of thoughts. Oh, I mean, in, in one sense, you can say it can't be accessed because it, in order to process through an access point is what precisely keeps it hidden or unseen. So it's, to me, a journey of understanding that the way the mind reflects reality and having moments of stopping, having true moments of pause in the everyday life. That in those moments when the, the mind and the ego can rest for a second, there is total awakening. There is total receiving of truth. It's just tricky because it's not it's not what our our attention is so concentrated to go to mind, to value mind. So in some way, finding a doorway that's not the mind that resonates with you, because I think everyone resonates with a different sense field more clearly than another. It might be movement, it might be dance, it might be um, visual art. Um, might be sound, sensation, emotion. Find the doorway that's not your mind. That calls you when your mind is quiet, even for a second. I might be noticing something a little bit different when you're washing the dishes, or when you're showering, or when you're looking into nature, or when you're staring into the eyes of an animal. It's it's right there. It's it's like it's like her, right? The cover. She's just like, you have to stop. And all is there. All is there. But if we try to get it, we're pushing it away. It's like grasping at water, grasping at air. What did uh what did surrender feel like to you? Um Surrender, uh, at least now, it feels like giving back, like a giving, like it's like a 1,000% gift giving. Um, so much of the, the um, conditioned patterns is to hold, to keep, keep aside, hold. And surrender in a, in a process and a path feels like still finding that which is unseen and shining light and giving it back. So it's like there's this in the darkness, in the shadow, in the places that are unseen, in the experience that's still contracted, there's this giving it attention. And in that, perceived sense of any distance in it, any separation in that experience, 
with giving it attention, with shining light on that, it is, it, it's like that sense of any sense of separation perceived in that experience is given back. Because when you shine light on it, it's ultimately not really there. The experience of it can only stay alive when it's not seen, when it's unseen. So it feels like the journey of, of willingness to shine light on all places in experience, endlessly, to no end, to no end. Yeah. I don't feel that process ever ends. I love the the concept, or it's not really a concept, but the the pointer of giving back, because it really feels like that. There's there's some thing that we perceive to be there that's not there that's trying to accumulate experience mm-hmm. or or trying to manage it. You know, even even aversion or pushing away is still holding in in just a different way. So yeah. that pushing, pulling, all of it. At some point, you just relinquish. You just give it back. It's it's a it's just very much a death. You know, and you can die before you die, and you can die deeper and deeper and deeper. So, like giving back is it's so beautiful. It's also like natural. You know, the season right now, at least here in the northern hemisphere, we're moving into autumn, and you start to see things dying a little bit. You know, tree leaves getting ready to fall, and yeah, giving back. Yeah, it's like change is inevitable, and we're meant to sort of live in equanimity with that, and not in resistance to it. But our processing or of ego mind is to stabilize in some ways to stay apart in some way in that stabilization but nothing is stable everything is always in flux that's and that's the the joy and beauty of life unfolding is that flux if, if it was always the same i don't think we would really enjoy it but there's something about mind that tries to stabilize ground but that's only a process of of staying separate in some way of keeping distance keeping separation alive because when we don't do that we die here everything dies here yeah and it doesn't just kind of die it fully dies here yeah yeah Yeah. also um there's an aspect about your poetry that i noticed i mentioned it at the beginning where when you read a poem in in a retreat and you seem to pick them kind of randomly but Mm-hmm. Still, there's a definitely a synergy. Well, your your channels violet synergy and your whatever, but but there is definitely a synergy that comes up with your poetry. I notice in retreats often it just energetically fits in the overall experience, and you know who knows? Like maybe all the poems have a certain polarity or you know nuance or catalytic aspect where if you read it at the right time, it's going to happen. But um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you can speak to synergy, it being part of your your name, um, and how that plays into all of this. Yeah, I think it's um, it's intuition, which I think is the most important part of this whole life, not just the human's journey, but the life. Um, and I think that that language of energy and intuition, like I'm kind of using those interchangeably, like that's what. It's, it feels like there's this innate knowing within it, like it knows the next step, it knows the next process. Um, and that's not really in linear time, though we can speak in that way. Um, but the it, it amazes me still. Um, the poems were, you know, randomly in my phone, in, in the notes app for, 
forever. And that's where I would write them. And during retreat, I would just, um, I was really in one sense testing my social anxiety by reading out loud to the group. Um, and also I, I had a lot of that with the dyslexia and, and so forth. Um, reading out loud was really challenging. So I really kind of was testing that in a way, like I felt like nervous to read and I would do it anyways over the years. And um, I always just kind of open where the poems were and flip through and just chose one. And it'd be one sometimes that I wrote last week, sometimes one that I wrote two years ago. And um, there was something in the trust of that. Yesterday I did a live stream and I read one of my poems and I just opened it to a random page and it was the home that worked it like it matched exactly what I was already talking about in that uh, talk and so it just was really cool to show that synergistic nature in in the expression um but it comes down to that really trusting it really like almost like the human body is an antenna to like vibrate with it right it's like a frequency connection or something like that um that's what it feels like anyways and it's just without doubt um and so that can be like a, a deer learning how to walk experience at first where it just feels a little wobbly and uncomfortable and confusing and i don't and and then there can be doubt and so forth but i think really about understanding experientially the difference between that intuition of life and the mind the mind's judgment the mind's doubt not to say that the mind isn't helpful and useful, but it's it's really important to understand the experiential difference between what is my mind and what is my heart, what is the intuition. Mm. Beautiful. Yeah, so um, I was going to ask you if you could just pick a random one and see if you would ask <laughs> yeah. but that's totally sure. to you. Yeah, sure. And it's like also no hesitation. Hmm. You just go. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So this one is, how about I just read this page? Because that's yeah. that's the other thing about this book, which is really cool, is you can read one stanza, you can read one page. Um, the poems are quite long, most of them. So you don't have to read the full poem. You can just open it to a random page. Um, right. I think the other thing you can kind of do, which is kind of cool with this type of book, is you know, if you have a question, you can sort of use it as almost like a tarot deck in a way. Mm. I, I would say also some of your, even just sometimes in your poems, there'll be one line. Yeah. And I would say if someone's reading it and they, one line really resonates, Yeah. use it as a mantra. Just meditate on it for a week and see what happens. You might, that might be the turning word for you. you know? Yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah. So this one is called, I can feel you under this skin. I can feel you inside your inner world. I can see when the energy separates itself. I can feel where the mind identifies with something in disguise, where the layers of conditioning meet. I can see the invisible thread of what you call your life, how it intertwines through all of this. I can feel the very moment you begin as a somebody I can see where the pain is confused with pleasure. Love it. That's one page. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh. Yeah. I also love how you're, you working with your editor, uh, oh. 
some of the the like script in there. It's just so clever the way the way she put it together. Yeah. yeah, she she did a great job. That was another intuitive process. There was a I had an editor before her, um, and she was okay. They were okay, but I I think you know also Angelo at that point of the process of the book. To be honest, I was just so I was tired, and I wasn't inspired by the project anymore. I was just kind of like editing for like a year and a half, alms and trying to pick which ones go together. And getting lost a bazillion times with my funky organization skills. And remember, we were on the airplane and I was like, "Ah, I feel like I'm starting over again. Every time I open the computer to work on the book, I'm starting over. So I was just kind of like not enjoying it. And um, and there was it was sort of I was kind of pushing it off and not spending my free time doing it. And then the then I found a designer and she was just okay. But I kind of I knew that I needed a designer that really understood the the poems that really connected with them and so I found this other lady that I loved her work and I thought she's going to be great she was more than my budget but I was like I just had a feeling that was going to be right and so um yeah I I had to follow the intuition to fire the current designer and hire a new one and she was immediately the best choice of the whole process she's really made it what it is I give her a lot of credit um, she connected with it deeply and she knew how it needed to be and and also was super patient with all of my perfectionism. Change this word over here, do this little thing. Um, so the, the journey of working with her was really beautiful process and she's there'll be more versions of this type of book and she'll she'll be she'll be on the projects as well. So it was a great connection. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I think I was yeah, I can attest to the, yeah. the, the like, but I mean, I went through it with my book too. It's like it comes yeah. in pieces and then it stops, and you're like, I don't know how to put this together yet, and you know yeah. it's coming, but you just got then you got to just put it aside for a while, and yeah. you seem to do that for a few years, but it was you know the last six months or whatever, it was pretty seem it just started picking up steam and things were falling into place, and it was a lot of work for, on your part for sure, but yeah. it came together so nicely. Totally. Yeah. And I, I really had, you know, it really has taught me so much in so many ways. But one thing it really taught me was with my very abstract, mirage, creative, ADHD, dyslexic mind, I can have a like overwhelm with creative ener- energy and creative things that come to me. And I think in one sense, um, the conditioning is a, a, some level of self-sabotage with with all of that. Um, and I just never learned to grow beyond that or fix that pattern in a way. And this book, at least in the last couple months, six months or so, really taught me that I have to put everything down creatively and all of my creative energy can only go into one project at a time. Because what was happening was I was kind of with a couple creative projects and like half ass with them. And I couldn't give my heart and devotion to those projects, which was hindering them becoming anything, them actually having any flow or or anything. And I, I just didn't realize that because I'm so like overly creative personality and expression that there's so much that comes to me. So without knowing a part of the conditioning was like avoiding one project to make it really come to fruition because... In one sense, it's um, 
it requires a lot and it requires a lot of letting go as well. Like giving this book to the world is letting go of something. Um, so I, who knows, maybe the next book will be a, a more efficient process. I'd imagine it would be to some extent just because um, I've learned a lot with how I do things with this book. But yeah, um, it, it taught me a lot. Like I just gave all of my free time to this book, uh, all of my creative energy, all of my heart to this book until it was done. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can attest to that. Yeah. Uh, watching the process. So I heard, I mean, I just heard through a friend of a friend that there may be Easter eggs hidden <laughs> in the book somewhere or something. I don't know. Maybe it's just a rumor. Yeah, I don't know. Do you have a favorite poem in there? Um, uh, you know... Probably, I, 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 delicate dance comes to my mind. Mm. Um, the one that has sugar plums and big bear bums. I don't know which one that is, but I love that line. Um, I love, I love a few lines. Um, I really love. There's a line that's, "Don't you see how untouched thought disappears and how emotion wears itself out?" Mm. I love that. I just love that. Um, I, I did open a few minutes ago to irony, so I'd love to read that one. Yeah, and then I can read. Um, what is maybe my favorite? It's hard. It changes. Um, I'm more curious what other people's favorites are because I've energetically like moved with inside these poems so mm. many times, so many times in the editing process, in the creating process, and the matching them with images. Like it's just been so energetic. So I love them all in their own way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this they're, one's they're I all like a journey. They're they. That's how yeah. I feel because like. Uh huh. There's something about your poetry. I mean, other poetry can do this as well, but there's something specific about your poetry, and it really has to do with its catalytic effect, where it's mm -hmm. like you're being, it's like you're going in one direction, but then in just the right way, it takes you in a different direction, such that it like shuts off your conceptual mind. Yeah. But it does it. It does it poetically, and it does it sometimes in a fun way, like Big Bear Bums, and yeah. other times it does it in like a sort of archetypal way, like the door or something. Yeah. But it definitely has that. It has this like playful, um, uh, like it's like kind of ironic sometimes, but it almost like it almost like it switches genres in the middle too. It has this way of being just unpredictable enough, but also interesting, but warm enough to keep you feeling it. And yeah. it, all that together, somehow it really does open the mind. It opens the mind yeah. and the heart. Yeah, and, and in a way, one of the things that was the most challenging aspects of this book was cohesive, right? Which is kind of ironic and weird for me to want to have something cohesive because historically nothing I do it, or how I am in the world at all, my expression is not cohesive. It's very gestury, random, all over the place in some sense, which is which is beautiful, right? It has its brilliance, but... I kind of knew that because it was a physical book, it needed to have some cohesive feel to it. And so it's kind of cool how it does, but it also has a lot of that, like like you were saying, I don't know the word for it, like maybe shape-shifting. Mm -hmm. It's cohesive in a frame, but it's also a lot of shape-shifting and moving around energetically within the words, within the poem and the images, yeah. which is just kind of, I think, a good, a good balance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, you want me to read this one? Irony. With sorrow you carry a great deal of despair, in search of meaning and a place to belong. Walking around empty, collecting and creating identities and memories. Something inside you knows this all feels so wrong. Compassion and sadness for a world so upside down. Emptiness you find inside every frown. Can't seem to keep your feet on the ground. Loneliness and grief for the partner you can't seem to find. Searching for love, not knowing what is mine. Wanting a hug and not knowing where to look. A story continues, you're creating a book. Madness and irony, characters are created. What's not yours is this suffering. This deep sense of lacking, it doesn't belong. I am here with you. I have always been through the sadness and all the winds. I will gift you over and over again because I am here for you. So there's more to that poem, but I'll just read that page. It's too much. Just the taste. Beautiful. Such a cool image, too. Yeah, it's really neat. I like that one a lot. There was a lot of work also, for anyone listening, there was a lot of work that went into matching the images with the poem. Oh my gosh, um, tremendous. And it came out really good. Also, just the order of the poems in the book as well. There was a, a lot that went into that. And it, it just it has so many aspects of flow that are really fun. You know, Angelo, one of the, um, or I could say the main reason this took so long was because of avoidance, really. Because it's like, I have my big whiteboard wall here and I have this like um, sections for each thing I need to work on. And I think in some way, and not like I chose to avoid, but it was a part of the pattern. It was a part of the unfolding that was important. Um, but when I really sat down to put all the poems in order that were already selected it took like an hour when I really sat down to put all the images in order it took like an hour it didn't take that long but it was a lot of I think a lot of a lot of the process of this book was when I wasn't working on it directly it was indirectly working on myself in some way still yeah I think that was really important well, that's the that's the beautiful thing about the creative process, per se. Like, I think any artist, whether they're an actor or a musician or a visual artist, know that, that has really broken through. They know this. That you will come to places that are very difficult to to traverse, and you'll think sometimes it's mechanical or it's like your artistic expression or you're blocked, but it's emotional for sure. Mm -hmm. And that's the that's the beauty of the creative process that will break you open, but you really have to be up for the the ride. You have to be up for the challenge and the surrender that's involved in it. Um, but I, I agree, you know, with that. I've been through that and it's mm -hmm. it's something like, yeah, you feel like you're up against some big barrier for it can seem like such a long time, but when it really starts flowing, it doesn't actually take that long. But yeah. it doesn't mean that the part before that of feeling stuck and disoriented and avoidant, it doesn't mean that that wasn't part of the process because it was. It was just prerequisite, you know. Totally. Yeah. And then I think that's a big, a big part of the process and completely necessary. Mm. You know, this body mind has never written, wrote, wrote and published a book. 
before this one. So there was a lot of things to learn in myself and in the process and in the research and all the things, you know, and, and the book showing me what it needed to be, right? It wasn't like I had this grand idea of what I knew it needed to be. It was like, I didn't know what it needed to be until then, until I knew, until the next step, like the, the story about the book cover. I didn't know what the cover needed to be until I saw that image mm-hmm. and then it was clear as day. And I think that's really beautiful to point out because that's the process of life, the process of awakening, the process of living authentically in life. We don't know what's supposed to be until we know what it's supposed to be. And you can't know one moment sooner. You only know when you know. And you can't be waiting also because the waiting is in a sense preventing something from showing. So it's know what you know when you know it and whatever else you need to know, you'll know when you need it. Yeah, it's like Dogen said, wait, uh, I think he said, ready is already too late. Yeah. He can't yeah. be ready. Yeah. But it also really illustrates, yeah. or it's illustrative of what, you ju- of what you just said, that uh, many of these poems from what you told me came like in the middle of the night. You yeah. You wake up and you could feel, you know, so there's that whole artistic expression that comes forward in you and you, you have to answer its call. You have to mm-hmm. be be vulnerable or just be open to like letting that expression move your body whether it's sit up and grab your phone or a pen or whatever it is. Did you freeze? Yeah, you're frozen, oh, okay. but now you're kind of moving. There you go. Like, I was like, you know, I know what I said was like super profound and everything, but I feel like, I think you actually froze. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So tell people of where they can find this. Yeah. So there is three versions. There's the um, 7 by 10 version. That's hardcover. Um, that's on Amazon. And then there's the, what is this, 8.5 by 11 version, which is, it's called Untethered XL hardcover on Amazon. I don't have it here with me, but it's a soft cover version that is um, a less expensive version. It's inexpensive and it has um they're really good quality as well, but they're more like original quality images and ink versus this is these two books are higher quality ink. So they cost a little bit more, but the the soft cover is the size seven by 10, just in soft cover with um, lower quality ink, but it still came out really well or else I wouldn't have published it. Yeah. All, all three of them look great. I actually, you're originally just going to publish the eight by 10 hardcover. Someone suggested a bigger one and I was like, why and then when i yeah. saw it i got both of them right away i actually like the bigger one better um it's yeah. it looks significantly bigger it feels bigger and it just has a nicer presence and it's not that much it's a few bucks more but it, i yeah, it's a few dollars more that's what i would buy it's it's just awesome it's such a beautiful book and it's yeah. a good it would be good for a gift or you know whatever so yeah it's on amazon you just search untethered Un- untethered a dream within a dream on amazon yeah, yeah and um yeah, and then the soft cover is a good option for, you know, if you want to travel with it, um, not worry about it getting beat up or anything like that. That's a good little travel companion size and um, soft cover version. So, awesome. yeah, options. I'll put yeah. the link uh, under this video so people can find your book on Amazon. And I'll put links of your stuff for anyone who doesn't know you, which I'm sure everyone watching this already knows you, but you never know. Could be yeah, sure. seen it. So what's yeah. your favorite poem? I like mouse a lot. You like mouse. Okay. Can I read that one? I can't remember. Mouse is in here. Yeah, mouse is in there. 
Um, I really love mouse. Let's read that one. I like this is the this is the, the gal on the cover. Same hmm. lady. This is called mouse. For now here, I do not know where. It's so obvious though to thee, an empty yet embodied me. I laugh a little each time. This empty space of infinite silence. From somewhere comes this love in the form of a rhyme. I cannot say it's me, nor is there somewhere a me, fictitious and fleeting, an illusion of space, a beautiful concept of time. I am the disguise of the enchantment of a person, and I am that which cannot be disguised. The void of vivid presence pervades the concepts of what experience can and cannot arise and begins to turn to dust. And in that, where would I arrive? A mind erased of time, a simple dance, a wicked chance, not mine, and yet so intimate. I am undone of masks and makeup, naked in the streets. I am also the mask and the one telling the joke. I am the chaos of the streaming and stirred mind. I am the silence echoing into the bucket. I cannot be convicted, conveyed, or convinced. I am the silence, and yet the dance of sound. I am the sensation, one, but never found. And when I awake in the morning of the sunset, it's of my mistake. Nothing is not perfect and exactly as it should be. The burden of our stumble and the arms that reach out to catch. The perfection of the stillness and what is, is to be already. And what isn't is already, already too. And where in that is this you? I seem a silly to find a far more curious mouse moving through this empty house. And he is here and only for seeking at its stare. I to you, don't you see how untouched thought disappears and how emotion wears itself out? Soon to not pay attention for far more than a chaotic mind can conquer. The perfect stillness, this brilliant aliveness, isness and that to be at peace. For no place where non-duality is and duality isn't. For a world of concept to be, this spacious expanse, yet such a close and intimate dance. Mm. That one, December 18th, 2019 at 1.46 a.m. That's an example of a poem that just wakes me up in the middle of the freaking night. How weird. <laughs> yeah, that was just what, a month after your awakening? That was no that that was um awakening was 2018 so that was that was year 2 that was 2 okay. years in. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. Right on. Okay, so yeah. here's what I think I should do. I think if you're okay with it, we don't have to, but I can um put a form on here and just have like the first 10 people who fill out the form. Um I will send them uh, a free one from okay. Simply Always Awake. Sure? Yeah, that would be right. And uh, yeah, you just have to give me your 
you'll have to give me your email, your address, name, um, and I can just send it directly to you. Uh, and I would I won't share that obviously. So yeah, I'll just put a link to your book for so people can buy it on Amazon. Put a link to Violet Synergy, uh, which has all your resources. Yeah, and I'll put a link for a form so for a giveaway of ten books. Yeah, yeah, and then I think also you know this this interview is about the book and stuff, but the Daily Synergy podcast, which would be non dual med- meditations, will be out within the next couple of weeks on on any podcast platform. So I think that's important to share. They can they can search it by what is it? Daily Synergy. Okay, Daily yep. Synergy. You can find it on all the podcast websites or yep platforms. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And that will be um, non-dual guided meditations. Also poetry reading will be on that. Awesome. Very cool. Thanks for sharing all your resources as always. And thanks for your time and all the wonderful poetry. Um, I I can't wait till people give feedback on this book. It's really astounding. So uh, I encourage anyone who's interested, grab a copy. It's really a blast. And um, I know from personal experience, being an author on on Amazon, it helps to write reviews. So if anyone ever feels like yeah. writing even a short review, it's very helpful. So. Yeah, yeah, it's been really beautiful. And even having some of my friends, like teenage daughters, um, have experiences, uh, emotions evoked from this book, it's been really astounding. That's really, in one sense, what I really hoped it to be was something that supported all ages and all parts of this process of life not just awakening, not just non-duality. And um, yeah, I just wanted to have that childlike wonder and kids to feel uh, um, invited to read it and um, supportive. There's some darkness in there as well. We didn't read any darkness poems, but there's darkness, there's light, there's transcendence, there's a lot of things in there. So yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, thank you for bringing it into this world, birthing it into the world for all of us, and we'll all be enjoying it for many years. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you. Yep. Take care.